0: super exciting news, y'all. I wrote a book with my friend, Andrea Seidel, and it is called Breaking Up with People-Pleasing. And I'm so excited to share this book with you because, you know, if you've followed the podcast for a while, you know that people-pleasing is something that is really a near and dear topic to my heart. It is something I have struggled with personally throughout my life. It is something I've coached many, many clients on. It's something that I share a lot about. And something that I'm really passionate about helping people to heal from, to, you know, build healthier habits around self-love and self-advocacy and relationships. And so I'm really excited for y'all to get your hands on this book. It is... You know, gonna help you to understand and to break free from some of the patterns of people pleasing. It's gonna help you build self awareness, self compassion, and, you know, some self care skills and practices that ultimately will help you to create a more loving relationship with yourself and with others. So, the book is out on November 18th. It will be available. So, right now, if you're listening to this and it's before November 18th, 2021, then you can pre order the Kindle version on Amazon. And if it is after November 18th, 2021, then you can get the book anywhere the books are sold. So again, the title is Breaking Up With People-Pleasing. I will include the link in the show notes, and I really hope that you'll check it out. I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people-pleaser turned self-worth coach, here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people-pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey babes, welcome to this week's episode, which also happens to be the 100th episode of the Ask Aubrey podcast, which is so fun and so wild. Um I've been doing this podcast for a little over 2 years now and um you know, we have 100 episodes. It's been almost an episode a week just about um with a couple little breaks here and there. And so it's really fun to, you know, have that number 100 in front of this episode. So Thanks for being here, whether you have been here since the very beginning, whether you joined somewhere along the way, whether this is your first episode you're ever listening to, I'm so glad you're here. And today I want to talk about something that I have been thinking about ever since someone shared this with me in a session, a client of mine, and it has just kind of been turning over in my brain and, you know, the... the basically, I'll just start with, you know, in this session, it came up, a client said to me, and I'm not obviously going to share any details, really, of what we were talking about. But you know, the client said to me, well, you know, I can't give this person an ultimatum, because like, it's wrong to give somebody an ultimatum, or I know I can't, you know, give him an ultimatum, because XYZ. And like, first of all, like that, I hear that. And immediately, I'm like, yes, this is the advice we all hear about ultimatums across the board. You know, I think, Generally, what we hear, what we learn is that ultimatums are a bad thing. Right. And I, you know, in this context with this client, there's obviously lots of other information and factors at play that I'm not going to share with you. But to hear this, this, this kind of struck me as something that, you know, you ever hear something that, that is like, you're like, yes, that's true. That's what I've heard to be true for so long. But suddenly you're seeing it in a different light. Or you are, you know, you're like, oh, I've always believed this to be true. But I'm going to really interrogate why and what that's about now. That was this moment for me and with the concept of ultimatums, right? Because I've never, you know, I've not really paused to really sit with this and really, you know, think about what ultimatums are or why they're bad, right? I've just always thought, you know, they're bad. You don't give someone an ultimatum. And so in this client session, we dug into this further, but it really, really got me sitting with this idea of ultimatums and, you know, we're taught that they're bad, but are they really? Are ultimatums always bad? And the place that I started with this, right, just I, if you've been here for a minute, you know, I like to get us on the same page of, you know, definitions, right? We can be saying the same word, but talking about completely different things. And so I just want to make sure when I say ultimatum, I looked this up in like Merriam-Webster dictionary, right? To see like what the actual dictionary definition is. Um, And so the definition of ultimatum is a final proposition, condition, or demand, especially one whose rejection will end negotiations and cause a resort to force or other direct action, okay? So, you know, typically uh, in my work, this comes up in terms of like a relationship, like giving an ultimatum in a relationship. And that's where people tell you, you know, you shouldn't ever give an ultimatum in a relationship, right? Because the ultimatum is basically like, do this or else we won't be together anymore. Or, you know, whatever. It's it's usually do this or else. And the or else is like, our relationship ends. And I just, I get the advice, right? You read, you know, and of course, then I did a cursory Google search of like, why ultimatums are bad. And I think, you know, I my kind of general idea of why I've always been taught to think that they're bad matches the like, googleable online self-help advice which is like ultimatums are bad because you never want to force somebody or put pressure on somebody to choose something you want them to come to the decision themselves, right? And so you never want to put someone in a position where they feel pressured to make a decision. Which to some extent I get, right? But I th- I think now in the work that I've done both personally professionally with so many people who are negotiating boundaries and who are figuring out relationships and who are setting limits with people. And especially when that comes to, you know, setting, a, setting limits or setting boundaries in a relationship where, you know, harm is being done to you. I don't think ultimatums are always a bad thing. Right? I think it's, it's become like a dirty word with a negative connotation, but I don't think an ultimatum is always a bad thing. And I'll tell you why. I think one of the reasons why it can be a negative thing, right, is that, you know, we can't, We, of course, we can't force somebody to do anything. We can't force somebody to change, right? If we ask somebody to do something and there's a threat of end of a relationship attached to it, then, you know, there may be the fear of, oh, well, they're only doing this because they're afraid that I'll leave them if they don't, right? I get that to some extent. But the other side of that, is that if we never set limits with people, if we give people sort of never-ending chances and if we are super flexible with things that are hurting us or doing us harm, if we never set a firm boundary, if we are not clear about what it is that we need from the people in our lives, from our most significant relationships then how can we expect that people will know? How can we expect that people will recognize how serious something is, right? Sometimes you have to set a really firm boundary. And, you know, in my conversation with this client, the way I kind of reflected back to this client was, okay, let's look at this and explore the difference between when you say ultimatum, what I'm seeing in what you're describing to me is a hard boundary, Right. And I'll just, let me just make up an example here because I'm not going to use my client's information. Ask Aubrey is supported by Underclub. I'm going to be really honest with you. And I'm going to tell you that previously I was the type of person who would shop for my underwear mostly at like Target. And I'm talking basics, neutral colors, nothing exciting, got the job done. And no shade to you if that's you. Sometimes that's still me, right? But my life was changed when I discovered Underclub. Now, what Underclub is, is a luxury underwear subscription service. And so what you do is you basically set up a profile, you take a style and size quiz, you let them know, you know, do you tend to like solid colors or neutrals? Do you like high waists? Do you like thongs? Do you like things that are a little more see-through? Do you like things that are a little more solid and not translucent? And what they do is they will curate a monthly subscription for you where you will receive a certain number of sets of bras and panties just underwear whatever you want and Underclub will send those to you curated by a stylist based on your specifications you can either shop with them that way or you can look through their entire catalog of really really cute pieces they have some really amazing stuff i have some of my very favorite underwear from underclub it is a package i look forward to in the mail every single month they have sizes ranging from extra small all the way up to 4xl so pretty good size range in there and i really 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 recommend that you check them out so if you do, you can actually get $10 off your first shipment from Underclub when you use code Aubrey. So that is $10 off your first shipment at underclub.com when you use the code Aubrey. So let's use an example that I think I'm is is not the one from this situation but is pretty relevant and and comes up with a number of my clients. Um, the idea of monogamy in relationships right let's say you're in a relationship with someone and they want to explore non-monogamy and you currently are in a monogamous setup or you've agreed to a monogamous relationship and your partner wants to explore non-monogamy and you know you as somebody who wants to continue being monogamous might say to your partner like no like if we're in a relationship together my my expectation or what I need is monogamy. And if you're not able to do that, we can't continue in a relationship. This has the bones of an ultimatum, right? It's the idea of like, this condition needs to be met or our relationship ends. I, but I don't think it's unreasonable what this person is requesting. I think the reason that, it, it's a reasonable boundary, but I think the reason that we say don't give ultimatums, I think a big part of it is that we're really saying don't give an ultimatum if you are not prepared to not be chosen in the ultimatum. And this is the advice that I would give to any client is that, you know, it it would be okay to set that boundary and set that limit. And I give this advice with any boundary too. Set a boundary, set a limit, but know that not everyone is going to be able to comply with it. Not everyone in your life is going to be able to respect that boundary. And this person may not be able to meet this, this boundary, or if you want to call it an ultimatum, they might not be able to live into the ultimatum that you set, right? You might say, either choose to be monogamous with me or don't be with me. And they might say, okay, I can't be with you. And so no, do I think you should give an ultimatum if you're not prepared for the relationship to end? Probably not. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of this advice, it doesn't explicitly say this, but comes from a place of, well, don't, don't use ultimatums because the relationship might end. Don't use ultimatums because the person might not pick you in the ultimatum. But I don't think that necessarily makes the ultimatum a bad thing. Sometimes an ultimatum is what you need. Sometimes a relationship is not working. Sometimes shit is not good. Sometimes a boundary needs to be set, a conversation needs to be had. And sometimes what it comes down to is hey, this condition needs to be met. And if it's not met, I cannot continue in this relationship. But what it comes down to is not framing it from a place of, you know, combative, you have to pick, it's me or this thing. But coming from a place of, hey, look, this isn't working for me. Our current setup isn't working for me. This is what I need in order to feel good about continuing this relationship. And you can insert literally any condition in, into this, right? It could be all the way from, you know, I need us to be monogamous or I can't continue, all the way to, you know, hey, if we're going to meet up for coffee, I need us to go to a place that's closer to my apartment, right? The stakes don't always have to be super high. But it's okay to say, hey, here, these are my conditions. And if they can't be met, this can't continue. That's not necessarily a bad thing. You get to set that boundary. But if you're setting a boundary where, you know, one option is the relationship not continuing, you have to be comfortable with the possibility that that option might happen, that your relationship might end, right? With any boundary you ever set, you have to, if you're going to put it out there and if you're going to name it, you have to be comfortable with the possibility that that person might not be able to meet you in the middle. They might not be able to live up to your boundary or respect it. And then the decision then is, am I going to continue in a relationship with this person? This is where a lot of boundaries go wrong or where people don't feel comfortable enforcing or upholding their boundaries is because they feel like, well, if I set this boundary, it's going to endanger this relationship and I'm not willing to do that. Which to be fair is sometimes the choice we have to make. There are times that I have made that choice that I've said, I'm going to choose the relationship, even if it means that, you know, I'm put in uncomfortable positions or my boundaries are violated. I'm generally in a place right now where if my boundaries can't be honored, I don't, I prefer not to be in in a relationship that, that that's the case, right? But, you know, that might be the choice that you're making. But in order to really have strong boundaries, you have to really prioritize the importance of the boundary over the importance of preserving the relationship at all costs right? And if you're somebody who is really fearful of losing a relationship, who is fearful of rejection, who is fearful of that loss, it is going to be harder to set that boundary. It is going to be harder to say, hey, this is what I need. And if that need can't be met, we're going to have to have a hard conversation. It's hard, but that does not mean that it's bad. That does not mean that there is something wrong with setting a hard boundary or with giving an ultimatum. It doesn't have to be wrong. So I wanted to share that. This kind of, I've had a shift in my thinking around this, but I'm curious. I mean, please feel free to reach out if you're listening to this and you're like, Aubrey, what the hell are you talking about? I completely disagree. And here's why. Would love to be in conversation with you about that but just wanted to share this little insight of mine um, that I've had over the course of the last like week or two. And I hope that it helps you think a little bit differently to remember that your boundaries matter, that you deserve to have your needs met in relationships, and that it's okay to communicate the things that you want and the things that you need, and that we have to let the people we're in relationship decide You know, how they're gonna show up, how that's gonna work for them. Relationships are a constant negotiation of needs, they're a continuous conversation, and that's okay. I love you. I think you're amazing. I hope you have the best day, the best week, and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review. And take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy. Worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty bad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time.